Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHP in Kansas City. We're here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I look forward to doing this radio show each week because we talk about mindsets. We talk about attitudes. We talk about you. You know, I delve into an area of sports most typical sports talk shows don't talk about, and that's the psychological side. I've been in practice as a sports psychologist for 38 years now, have enjoyed my practice, enjoy doing what I do, I've had the privilege to work with athletes at all levels from the youth sports all the way up to the professional Olympic teams. And you know, one of the things that's fun about what I do is being able to have this radio show and get it podcast around the country. We're syndicated now in a number of cities and our family of stations is growing. And I like doing the show because we get to talk to people I have guests in the studio, oftentimes, and I do today, and we talk about what's going on in youth sports and high school sports and the world of sports, not just from my perspective, but from coaches' perspectives, parents' perspectives, and athletes' perspectives. You know, one of the fun things about this show is I get feedback and emails and calls each week from people commenting on, thank you, thanks for helping me with that. I didn't realize that. I'm going to stand up for myself. One of my big things is speaking up. And I think in the world of sports, there is the issue of power, there's the issue of ego, there's the issue of control, and obviously that needs to be there, but sometimes it gets out of check. And today, I'm privileged to have two guests in the studio. You know, one of the things that I have explored in the area, here in the Kansas City area where I live and where the show is located, I like to talk to people who are doing different things, who are doing positive things, who are doing things to help kids out. And for the past several years, I've been receiving emails from an individual named Brad Sweeten, who is the athletic director at Center High School in Kansas City. And it's called the Positive Coaching Community. And every day there are quotes and, and statements on there about being positive. You know, you know what that, that word positive, positivity? Yeah, there, there are athletic directors and coaches out there who like to use those words and believe in it. So a few weeks ago, I decided, you know, it's time to ask him to come on my show. So this morning, Brad is here in studio with me with his co-athletic director, Margo Hurst, smiling and ready to talk with us this morning about high school sports, youth sports, parents, coaches. And I asked them to come in because I, I like these quotes that, that they send out because they talk about positivity and about leadership and about assertiveness in, 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 a, in an upbeat way. You know, we hear so much about the negativity in sports, and we're going to talk about that a little bit on the show today, but I want to talk about the positivity, too. So I want to thank you both for being here. I know, Margo, you had to get up early today to be here, so thank you. No, thank you. Brad, was already, Brad was already up, so it wasn't a problem for you. Okay, so... <laughs> All right, thank you both for being here. So let's start, Brett. Why did you start sending these emails out? What brought that in? Well, after um, being athletic director for three or four years, we kind of looked at our programs. And um, at one of our coaches' meetings, we posed the question to our coaches, what do we want to get out of this? And at the, we put up a chart, wrote on the wall, and their answers were, we want to win a state championship. We want to win conference. We want to win our district, um, win games. And what was missing out of there was we were wanting to make kids better. And we thought that was a piece that was um, completely missing from our program. They hadn't been listening to the show then, had they? No, sir. <laughs> 
So uh, we kind of took that and ran with it. Um, we tried to change what our goals were, and we decided that if we were better with our kids, then the goals that those coaches really wanted to reach would be reachable. And if we coached our kids positively, um, uh, we would see more uh, wins from our programs, more success for our kids. Not, not just wins, but more success for our kids. Okay, that was what you thought. Has that happened? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, very uh, much so. And one of the w- one of the ways we can judge that is our programs have grown, our team sizes have grown. Instead of you know, fifteen kids being out for um, volleyball, we now have forty kids out for volleyball, and kids want to be around our coaches. Kids want that in their lives. So, do you cut kids from teams? We've started to uh, on and on a few teams because mm-hmm. basketball you can only play so many or just teams like that but we have teams where they've just grown tremendously and our district supports us so like for instance swim went from 15 players to 35 swimmers so we were able to add an extra coach I mean they will allow us to hire in as we continue to grow and do you think a lot of this is because of this mindset that you're instilling in the coaches and in in the school yes sir I I would hope so And, and I can also say that it's taken a long time to get people on board. Well, I want to I ask you about that, if I can interject here, because, you know, one of the things I talk about all the time on this show is the importance of focusing on effort and execution versus results. And in fact, there was an interview a couple of days ago I saw with the Kansas City Chiefs place kicker, Harrison Bucker, who has not missed a kick all year. And it was like a direct quote from what we talk about on here. He's, they were asking him about, you know, what is he thinking about when he's going out to kick? And for years, I worked with Nick Lowry, the, the former Chiefs kicker, Chiefs Hall of Fame kicker, uh, who retired as the most accurate kicker in football history. And we always focused on effort. And he said basically the same thing. I just focus on what do I have to do to make the kick. I don't think about if I make it or miss it. I just focus on execution. And so focusing on that, I think, takes you away from the results. And so focusing on having fun and the effort is, I think, what you were both talking about. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's interesting because I had a private lesson for gymnastics with a eight-year-old and uh she wants to learn round off back handspring and um i told her i said okay do you trust me and yes i said then don't do anything but when i say jump jump and you'll hit the skill like don't think don't overdo over process just trust what i'm going to give you and it worked so i think that if you know we're talking about positive coaching, just knowing that your kids trust you, you're going to get the results that you're looking for. So it took a while for the coaches, some of the coaches, to buy into this. Yes, sir. Um, we could, just looking at it, we always say it was it was split up in thirds. Uh, some of the coaches took it and ran with it. Some of the coaches thought it was a great idea but didn't know what to do with it. And um, Some of them left. Well, so, Yes, some of them, over over a few years, some of them have left they didn't because buy, they, they didn't were uncomfortable. They didn't buy into it. It's about winning. It. It's about the results. And, and let's face it, there is pressure at the high school level to win. Yes, sir. Okay, which to me, you know, in our book, Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Sports that I co-wrote with the Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and Olympic swim coach Pete Malone, 
we emphasize the importance of winning at the age of 13, 14. That's where it should, we believe it should come into play. Prior to that, we don't think it should be the primary issue. It should be about fundamentals, having fun. So when you get to the high school level, the importance of winning is there. But sometimes I think it's overemphasized because let's face it, how many people play high school sports continue to go on past high school? Not many, right? Not many. Okay. So this is something I want to get into. We're going to go to our first break here in a moment. But what I want to come back is to, and to talk about the pressure today in sports at the high school level because I know you have to deal with that as athletic directors. Yes, sir. Joining me today are Brad Sweeten and Margo Hurst, athletic directors at Center High School in Kansas City. We're talking about what they do. They have an email program called the Positive Coaching Community. We're going to give out that email address so you can j- jump on. I think everyone should listen to these quotes that they send out because it's about positivity. It's about what's right with sports and giving people a, a good mindset. You know, this, this show is about you. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, this is the Sports Psychology Hour. And today, in studio with me, I have two guests, the athletic directors at Center High School in Kansas City, Brad Sweeten and Margo Hurst. And we're talking about the emails that, that Brad started several years ago sending out called the Positive Coaching Community. And it, he sends out a positive statement every day with quotes and things on there. And there's some numbers at the bottom, which we'll talk about here in a moment. But first of all, Brad Margo, how can people get on the email list? What's the, how do they get onto it? If they just email me um, at bsweeten at center.k12.mo.us, uh, we'll add them to it. S-W-E-E-T-E-N. Yes. Okay. You. Yeah, I, I would encourage, if, if you're listening today, Jump on this email list. I think you will really like it. There are positive things every day that you get to, to read. Start your day off in a, in a good note. Now, there are some numbers at the bottom, which I've never really paid much attention to, but Margo, explain what those numbers are, because they're at the bottom of the email. Yeah. Uh, he decided to do a test to figure out if kids would respond to a change in how coaches were reacting to them. So he started in the morning. It, he would say, I love you, to a kid. And if they responded, that would be part of the numbers. So the first number is how many times Brad says it to one of the students. And the second time is how many kids respond with, I love you too, Pops, you know, afterwards. And he started keeping track of it. And I, I think in our building, this is how the email started trending with our coaches because everyone was trying to figure out what the numbers meant. And until you started hanging out with us more often and seeing how we respond to kids and and talk to kids. Then they started catching on and they would send their own numbers in and we had a coach's challenge to figure out what coach is getting the most uh, responses from students. It was pretty amazing. We they Our video team did a whole little documentary over it because of the disposition of the kids had changed significantly. Do some people take offense to that? You saying I love you to a student? Some people are very uncomfortable with that, yes. Because because, because we, today, with today, with society as it is. Love has so many different meanings. But I think if if people really know your meaning and know what you're about, then um, love takes on a different meaning. Well, because I'm going to be 64 in a couple of months, and quite frankly, when I was in high school, if my athletic director came and said he loved me to me, I think something was really strange. So back back then, today it's different. But I, I, I mean, I think it's great that that's going on. Because it's showing there's an openness at your school and a warmth there. That's how I'm interpreting that. Kids want to be there. 
the kids don't want to go home at three o'clock when school's over. And it's nice to hear something positive said to you. Yes. Yeah. And our former superintendent really pushed it, even with our staff, that it's okay, you know, we're a family and this is what families do. So you can be open and sharing. And our kids, a lot of them need it. They're in, you know, hard situations outside of the school and to know that you have a safe place when you come here and at least hear I love you from somebody or get a hug, then they they are dying for it. They're all over us to get it. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Joining me in studio today are my guests Brad Sweeten and Margot Hursa, the athletic directors at Center High School in Kansas City. And we're talking about mindsets. We're talking about how they deal with kids and coaches at their school. And if you have a question for us, if you have a question about the coach at your school or how your coaches deal with your athletes, we've got two experts in here to talk about it. So let's go back to what you mentioned a few moments ago about when the program started, this this email started and being positive started. You said about a third of the coaches bought in, a third of them took a little time, and a third of them didn't. The third that didn't, why didn't they? And what happened? If you can give us maybe a couple examples. Well, I think we've always thought that coaches coach like they were coached when they grew up. And we all know that um, some of those situations aren't great, and some of them are. And um, I, co- I think a coach takes on that persona. So um, some of the coaches were really uncomfortable. Of course, this um, the love thing that we preach and um, being the number one advocate for kids is tough for some people. Maybe that's not their personality. Well, I, 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 I am having trouble envisioning the football coach going up and telling a couple players, I love you. He does. Oh, yeah. He's the biggest supporter of the program. Well, no, I, I can see it, but I'm just saying I can see where some people would see that. That just doesn't make a lot of sense. How's that? And how's that worked? How's it gone over? Well, it's gone over greatly. I mean, our, our kids think of us as uh, the second parent or maybe their only father or maybe their only mother because we have kids in all different kinds of situations without parents. So let me ask you both this question. Because, Margo, you coach gymnastics at a very prominent gym here in Kansas City. And Kim Fuchs, who runs the gym, I've known Kim for years. She's been on the show before. If we look at the issue today of parents and kids, what's good about it and what's bad about it? If we just take that topic in general and open it up, what, what's, what's good about parents and sports? What's bad about parents and sports, especially when we get to the high school level? I am finding that... A lot of parents live vicariously through their children, and it gets to become very excessive. And so I think there are more often than none, the parent is starting to push the kid to an anxious state. And so there's that dynamic happening at one end, and so then the kid responds to the coach in a different manner. And once a parent starts realizing, oh, wait, I've gone too far. Like, it's, I, you're not having fun anymore, so how do I get you to have fun? And then the kid is now looking at the coach as, well, there's so much pressure from both ends that now I think that the coach isn't fun. And it could be little simple things that a coach says that somebody might take offense to. Um, and so I think that it's hard The parent aspect is that as a parent, we need to step back 
and allow the kids to fail, but pay attention to are you are you still having fun? Because if you're failing and you're not having fun and now you're telling me that a coach is berating you, then there's an issue that I think a parent should step in. Absolutely. But when it comes to the parent aspect and what was different nowadays than previously, I mean, my mother is my best friend, but she was so busy working and having two jobs that she didn't really come to any of my sporting events. So for me, when I see parents who are smothering the situation and trying to find fault because your kid's not performing well is the hardest thing. Brad, have you had, quickly, have you had any parents come to you who you've had to calm down because of their anger at coaches? Yes. And is that a difficult thing for you to deal with? Very difficult because you want to support your coaches because it's it's my program too. So when I have to tell a coach I don't think they're doing it the right way I have to take responsibility for that I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs joining me today in studio are Brad Sweeten and Margot Hurst the athletic directors at Center High School in Kansas City we're talking about the world of high school sports and their role they have this great email called the positive coaching community that they send out I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs and this is the sports psychology hour and I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs this is the sports psychology hour and we're talking to you from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today I'm privileged to have in studio with me two guests, Brad Sweeten and Margot Hurst. They are the athletic directors at Central High School in Kansas City. And we're talking about the emails that they sent out called the Positive Coaching Community. They started about five years ago. It's a positive email that's sent out, what, five days a week? Yes, sir. And you send it out to whoever signs up. But it's it's involved with positive statements, trying to get people to, to basically what? what what's, what's the goal with it? Well, the goal w- at first was to have communication with my coaches every day because we could go a week and not talk to a coach or a coach out of season. We can go a month without talking to them. But I thought that it was very important that we kept a communication line open, that um, – we're flooding them with uh, positive stuff, and um, I, that makes us st- makes them stay with us, makes them stay with that program. It's more of a professional development piece, since it's hard to get professional development for athletics during a PD day. So right. it was kind of our way of giving them a little something mm-hmm. extra to think about and then pose questions to them later. I mean, I think, you know, I always have a saying I've used for years, you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with a stronger mind will come out on top. And part of having a stronger mind to me is having balance. And balance means being able to be positive, being able to deal with stress, being able to deal with pressure. But having that positive mindset, I mean, we can go back to the Dale Carnegie courses from years ago about positivity, and, and it's true. I mean, positive, you know, it takes, it tw- takes 12 positive statements to overcome one negative. Negativity is so strong. So I think the more you send out positive messages to your students and the coaches and the athletes, the teachers, everybody, it's going to instill a positive atmosphere more at the school. And, and have you seen a change since you started doing this to now with just the way people interact and, and, and converse during the day? Very much so. Not only with um, our coaches, but now it's uh, trickled down to our kids. 
mm-hmm. and I think our kids interact differently. Now, as you said, you're you're at a school here in the Kansas City area that has a lot of inner city kids. Okay, it's not a suburban uh, school, so you've got kids that that come from some underprivileged homes, like you said. There might be some parents who aren't available, maybe even in jail or incarcerated. Okay. But let's let's take the world of sports for a moment, the world of youth sports, and talk about this. And, Margo, you deal, you, you're at an elite gymnastics club, so you are exposed to this quite a bit. I think youth sports has gotten screwed up because of money. And I've talked about this for years. We've got leagues for four- and five-year-olds now which I think is absurd. I personally think it's ridiculous to have sports leagues for four and five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I think kids, I mean, why can't kids just go play? I mean, it's great to go learn some skills. It's great to go to a gymnastics class or a soccer class or a baseball class and learn how to some skills and play some games. But do we really need to have leagues? I don't think so. What do you two think? Well, I did a um, presentation at our the national convention this past year, and one of the subjects in the presentation was about if you push a kid to specialize in a sport by the time they get to 13 14 it's not fun anymore so then that's why the uh, high school numbers are starting to dwindle because kids are burnt out um, by the time they get there Uh, as an athletic director I think specializing well Sometimes it's harmful to the body, especially at a young age. But then the flip side is a good athlete is a multi-sport athlete. Because even when you're outside your specialty season, if it were high school, you still need to be becoming stronger, faster. Um, You know, the agility levels need to change. So it's good for a football player to do wrestling in the wintertime and run track in the spring and not just focus on, oh, well, if I'm not in season, I need to be in the weight room, pushing weights, um, stuff like that. Well, I, you're a gymnastics coach, so you've got girls who are in the gym 11 months a year, basically. Yeah. Okay. Is that good? Well. I'm putting you on the spot you here. You are. It's just wrong. <laughs> I think it's hard. Gymnastics, you know, a good gymnast and that's would be considered going on that elite uh, avenue. They they cap out at like age ten. Like at age ten, if if you've got it, you're gonna continue right. to flourish. Well, you're in a, you're in a specialized sport, but it's a very athletic sport. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like you're just doing one movement. You're doing a lot of things. So oh, yeah. so there that's where gymnastics is a little bit different than say being a football player or just a basketball player. Well, absolutely, because we have four events. So I mean, when right. you're on the vault, it's all about running. When you're on the beam, it you know. You're... But is it good? Okay, what? Let me ask you both this question: What age do you think specialization is healthy? I look at um, I I look at the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and they were talking about him rolling to the left and then throwing back across his body was the greatest shortstop throw ever made. And uh, I think uh, if you want to judge it by that, Patrick Mahomes played um, baseball in college. Well, and his father was a professional baseball player, so he was around it all his life. So should there be specialization before 13 or 14 years of age. What do you guys think? 
outside of a sport just like gymnastics. I'm just talking in general. I, I don't. I think that kids get burned out too early, and they don't know what they like if they haven't experienced everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, back, I'm older, <laughs> but when I was growing up, I mean, you tried everything until you figured out, oh, I really like this. Now I'm going to focus on this. But if I feel like a lot of times I see parents who just decide they want my their kid to do this because they did that or whatever. And so that's what they feed into the child and they don't allow the child to just explore and experience and go play and have fun. We could also look at um, playing different sports could also get you a different set of friends and a different set of people to mm-hmm. be around and different experiences like that. Well, I, I agree with both of you. And, of course, it's something I've, to a certain degree, preached on this show about the importance of, you know, don't specialize in something until you're 13, 14 years of age. Have, let your kids experience different things. Mm-hmm. And then, but then there's the other side of the coin where sometimes I get these parents who have their kids in five sports, you know, and they overdo it. They're, or they may be in – years ago, I remember my younger son at soccer practice – there was one of his teammates who showed up late for practice because he was always coming from his tennis lesson, and then he had to leave soccer practice early to get to swimming. And the soccer coach wasn't happy, and I talked to the mom one day. I said, "How?" and she was stressed out because she was driving all over the place, right. and he was one of three. So finally he, he got out of one of the sports and just focused on two, and that was in about sixth grade. So I think there comes a point where you have to, you have to ask your kids what do they want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. My guests today are Brad Sweeten and Margot Hurst, the athletic directors at Center High School here in Kansas City. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810WHB in Kansas City. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and this morning I have two guests in studio with me, Margot Hurst, the assistant athletic director, and Brad Sweeten, the head athletic director at Center High School in Kansas City. They have a great email program called the Positive Coaching Community, and we'll give out that email address at the end of the show again for you to sign up. I would encourage all of you to subscribe to this email because it's about positivity. It's about coaching. If you're a parent, if you're if you're an athlete, it you read it every day, it's going to give you a positive message. And there's so much negativity today, you know, all you have to do is turn on the news. And with the politics and everything that goes on there's so much negativity and people sparring at each other i'm sick of it quite frankly and I, I i'm into positivity as you know if you listen to this show because i think we need to be more positive and these two individuals have a great program you know when we look at coaches and egos i have a good saying a good coach has his or her ego at the door today in sports we are having a problem with officiating because there's a shortage of officials at not just the youth sports level, but the high school level as well. Yeah. Why is that from your perspective? Why do you think that's, that's there, Brad, you start? I think that um, a lot of the coaches, I'm sorry, a lot of the officials started out young and um, now they're seeing uh, parents in the stands that are out of control, uh, coaches that are out of control, and when that happens, that gives a license to the kids on that team after they've seen that. 
the kids thing become out of control and a co- and an official for a $50 game or an $80 game it's not worth that what do you think Margo I think well the flip side to that is as we're talking about coaching styles and if they're positive or negative is that officials are the old athletes and if you're growing up in an environment where you're starting to hate your sport once you graduate and move on that's the last thing you want to do is sign up to be a part of that sport again and so you know the baby boomers of officials are now retiring and there's no one coming in to fill their place what do you two feel about this uh, when a parent is ejected from a game I don't care what level it is it could be a five-year-old soccer game or a high school basketball game they're ejected because of poor behavior that the requirement for them to come back is that they have to become an official Brad you're smiling <laughs> brilliant <laughs> so but but I'm serious about that I mean, we have the, and I know a lot of people say, oh, come on, Dr. Jacobs, that's stupid. Well, no, it's not stupid. Okay, when you have a parent who goes berserk in a game, okay, yells at the officials, berates them, screams at them, I mean, you know, some have been physically accosted. I've seen it before. I've talked about it on my show when my oldest son, Jonathan, was 12. We went to a, his soccer game, and the game before, so it was a 12-year-old girls game, and as we're pulling out of the, getting out of the car and walking up to the game, the game's ending, and this father is running after this official trying to tackle him in the infield. And he got pulled down, and I found out the, there was a sideline ref who made some bad calls, according to him, and he'd had enough, and he wanted to take it, take the kid out. Okay, so should we require parent? and, I, and I, I've, I was accosted twice at games because I called people out on being verbally abusive to kids, and people threatened me. Should these people be required to become an official? Well, that's a hard thing to say because maybe they would just stop coming. But um, well, but then they're not going to be negative and, and hostile. Right, games. they'll understand. <laughs> Very true. Uh, we require if we would have a kid that is ejected from a game. There's the National High School Federation has a sportsmanship course that we require them to do online, and then uh, we also sit down, meet with them individually, and um, try to. Um, curb that anger a little bit that way can you give us a without naming a name obviously can you give us an example of, of where that's worked um well uh with kids if an official reports that a kid's been ejected or a coach does then um yes sitting down with the kid talking to them one-on-one um explaining that um maybe there's more to the competition than just um, being able to kick the ball or being able to throw the ball. It's uh, it's about um, the sportsmanship side of it. Have you know? There's more talk today about sportsmanship than there used to be. But are we where we need to be with it? Marco, you talk about it. You're you're dealing with young girls and mothers at a gym as well as at, in a high school environment. No, I we're definitely not where we need to be um I, and you can you just see it with through youtube videos I mean, you could google bad coaching or bad parenting and there's all kinds of videos of parents screaming at coaches or officials and it's kind of where we are that no one no one gets that it's supposed to be fun anymore 
uh, it's it's very sad, actually. I just, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that question. And maybe um, it all starts with. Um, I'm just going to use soccer as an example. A five-year-old youth soccer league, and the parents will say, "Well, they don't keep score in this league." Well, ten kids run off to see their parent at the end of the game, and the parent will always say, "Oh, yeah, you guys won. You guys it was just ten to five or something." And and they stress the parents put, rose keeping score. Mm-hmm. Put that they put that stress right there on the kid. Yeah. Well, what do we need to do to change things? Well, in my opinion, it starts with what you two are doing with the email program you've set up. The positive coaching community email, to me, is quite frankly, and I'm not saying this because you guys are in here, I'm saying because I mean it, it is the beginning of teaching people about positivity. And the fact that you send out a positive message every day, okay, like I said, turn on the news, listen to politicians and all the negativity and the verbal sparring that goes on, which it just makes me sick. I'm tired of it. You know, why can't people just talk about themselves instead of attacking everybody? Well, it, it translates down to kids, right? They mm-hmm. see it. So if, if the politicians are doing it, right. then why can't I do it? And, and, and I believe that. So I think we've got a situation right now where we need to focus more on positivity. We need to focus on it. I mean, look, the whole idea to me about sports is to learn about yourself physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, nutritionally. What am I capable of doing? What What's going to make me better? How can I improve? No one's going to be perfect at what they do. I, You know, girls are trying to get the perfect 10 on the beam, and I always have all these kids come in, and, and they'll say, well, I'm a perfectionist. And I, I'll say, well, they say, Dr. Jacobs, I'm a perfectionist. And I go, well, who, who who's perfect? Um, God. Okay, have you ever met anybody who's perfect? Well, no, then if nobody's perfect, why are you trying to be perfect? You can't be something you can't. Why can't you try to be the best you can be? Right. And so I think the program you guys have emphasizes that. It, it emphasizes positivity. It emphasizes growth. So how can people get involved, sign up, and, and, and get a hold of you to, to, to get part of this program? No, oh, I Well, usually people just email Brad, and then he will pop them onto the list so you can join the email by uh, sending a message to b sweeten s-w-e-e-t-e-n at center.k12.mo.us i'd like to add that we're far from perfect yeah and um, we are um, doing this not only for kids uh, but to help ourselves because each morning we get up and we try to get something positive out of it. It wasn't very long ago that uh, we had a situation where I went to a coach and I said, are we really making a difference? Are we re- what are we really doing here? And the coach goes, don't you send out that email every day? You need to reflect back on it. And the coach kind of put it back on me, and I was able to um, – not only turn my attitude around, but turn that day or week around because of uh, the emails that I send out. So it helps me too. So you were, you were frustrated with this coach or some things that were going on? I, was, I wasn't frustrated. I was frustrated at a situation with a kid, and I said, are we really helping kids here? And the coach put it right back on me. What's the most positive message that you've heard from all this from people? I mean, that's that's obviously part of it, but what, what would you say, what's the feedback you've gotten from people about this? How is it helping them? The feedback that I am most proud of is when 
we have kids not only go on to be college athletes, but to go on to be great people and great kids and would see them come back with their kids and um, being a good parent or being uh, a, a good citizen. And, um, you know, when they come back and say thank you or coach, I love you, Ed, that means a lot to me. Well, listen, I want to thank both of you for coming here today, Margo Hurst, Brad Sweet, and I think your positive coaching community program is tremendous. I love getting the emails, and I hope a lot of people will sign up after listening to the show today. And let me know about that, because I'd like to hear that. And I want to thank you both for getting up early on a Sunday here in Kansas City to come and do the show. Appreciate it very much. You're both great people. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, thank Dr. You. Jacobs. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, here every week. There are a lot of ways you can reach me. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB on the website. They're also podcasted on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Just click on my site and go to the podcast page. You can reach me several ways. You can get a hold of me at my office at 816-561-5556. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Follow me on Twitter at, at drjsportspsych. Hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.